Boy, I love those accolades. But I tell you, you know, I'm going to give them back to my daughter, uh, the lead pastor of this house, because I tell you, I couldn't have planned a child that was the best in the whole world. And, you know, sometimes women have to say that by faith about family, but I can actually say that. So uh, it's so good to be back home, and it's so good to be with our pastors and elders, and thank you. And um, just, just walking in this house, it just resonates with the presence of God. You know, there, there's always the residue uh, even when we leave, of the Holy Spirit, that he just is, is filtrating this house. And as that word was giving today, it was just so blessed my heart. And when I was standing there, and, uh, and I honestly, I'm not a person that gets moved a lot uh, by a lot of things, to be honest. It's just faith, faith, faith. But as we were singing the songs, and there's such a precious anointing on, on the group. And as we were singing the, the worship songs, I was like, ah. I got my makeup on. It's not waterproof. <laughs> I was trying to hold it back, but God knew my heart. But um, it's just great to be here today. And, and uh, like, I, like Pastor Barb said, no further ado. This is a great house. But um, this morning, um, I just felt really prompted by the Holy Spirit to uh, bring this particular message. And what's interesting is the reason that I know it was like a mandate from God is because anybody that knows me, where's Miss Denise? Did she leave me? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, she's always saying, uh, did, you, did you change the message again? And again, because every time I would do a message, I'm not, I say, this is good. And then I, I, I just don't feel it. You know, you just got to feel it. And uh, so I actually put this together, and um, I felt it. And then the next day, I felt it, you know. Uh, I scribbled so much on all my notes that I had to retype some of the things. So I was kind of worried about that this morning. But my title, if I was going to give this a title, it's, call, it's called Praising in Advance. And, you know, uh, sometimes you think, oh, another praise message. But I'm going to tell you something. The praise, uh, and I know that I'm talking to the choir when I say this, but praise is a weapon. Yes. No, really, praise is a weapon. And as I bring forth some of the scriptures today, they're not going to be new to you or to most of you, but I'm going to tell you something. There's something powerful in praise. There's something that just illuminates the heart of our Father. You know, it, it's just that the God, I can just see God sitting on the throne. And as we begin to worship him like we did today and, and just love on our Jesus and love on him and say who he is and what he's done for us and what he will continue to do, he sits on the throne. Yeah, that's good stuff. But that's my kids down there. There's my kids, amen. I like a cheerful crowd so y'all can, you know. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'll have to get. I'll have to get my dance on myself, because uh, you know I like. I like a little feedback. Not every second though. Okay, but <laughs> there's a song that I just love so much, and it's by Clint Brown, and it's uh, no matter what the weapon is, I win. No matter what the weapon is, I win. No matter what the weapon is, I win. And praise is that weaponry. You know, back in the old days, honestly, I thought if I couldn't work it up and oh, call fire from heaven and call down hell on the enemy, and that's still good, and I'm like, I'm like that. Honestly, I'm that kind of personality. I will swing from the chandelier. I will bind that devil, and I'll sling him around by his tail to the pits of hell, where, where he's heading anyway. But the truth of the matter is sometimes we get so caught up in doing 
that we forget what praise really represents. And I'll tell you something, the last, um, well, for my whole life, really, I understood it. But the last three and a half years of my life, family, I have really been put in a position to understand praise. Come on. It's like waking up in the morning. I'll cry because it's waking up in the morning, worshiping God, and just saying, you know what, God, I worship you today. I praise you. I don't care what the circumstances look like. I don't care what I feel today. I'm a blessed woman. I'm a blessed man of God. I'm a, when I saw those little kids worshiping, I was like, oh, my God, worship's about training and equipping our little children. And the workers that have worked with these kids have done such an amazing job for your kids. I, I'm telling you, that, and, and you got to make sure you keep that up in your home. Let me say that again. You illuminate what the word of God should be. And if your actions aren't lining up with how you feel on Sunday, and you're getting your shout on, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not whipping on you. I'm just saying that's what kids see. They, they mimic their mamas. They mimic their daddies. And when we come in and we worship God and everything, they want to see that at home. I'm just saying because that's very important to them. And to see them, that, that causes them growth. But, you know, if you came here thinking today, you know what? I just feel like I'm in a setback position. Come on, be real. We can be real, amen? Sometimes I feel like I'm setting back instead of moving forward. But if you're here today and you're, you feel like you're setting back, let me tell you something. You're, you're ready for a setup by God. God is setting up something for you. He is setting you up for greatness. The one thing I've always said is if God be for us, who can be against us? I mean, we serve that kind of God that, you know, let's make him bigger than what he is. You know, there's a scripture, and I don't think I have it written down this morning, but it's coming to me now. And it says, come let's together and magnify the Lord. Let us magnify the Lord. And when I think about mag, you know, I've got a magnifying mirror, ladies, times 10. I get so disillusioned. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, is that the real me? <laughs> you know, it's, it's magnifying the presence of who I am. But when we magnify the Lord and all of his goodness, all of his ways of his presence, what we're doing, you can't make God bigger. To him, he's the You'll never be made bigger, but it illuminates who God is to us. So when he says, come, let us magnify the Lord. Listen, let's do not be stoic in our worship. I think I'm not, I'm not picking on the guys, but I think, you know, guys have a little harder time getting on with the worship and praise and letting their emotions be seen. But I'll tell you, the heart of God, just when we do that, he just comes back down. The windows of heaven gets open before us. Amen. I mean, and this is for us. So praise always hits the bull, bullseyes of our circumstances. We just think, you know, I think, you know, um, I, my husband, the bishop at this house, he loves God, and he worships, so on and so forth. But you know what personality your bishop has? Your bishop has a personality of, uh, he has to dot an I and cross a T. Yeah. Dot an I. Am, am I like in the dark? <laughs> then there was light. <laughs> I was like, uh, should I get my phone? You do that at the restaurant, you know. I, you're older, you wear glasses. I'm like, give me the phone with the flashlight on it. But he, he wants to dot every I. You all know what I'm saying? He wants to cross the T's because that's what men do by, by nature. Y'all, the men can't help it. 
They just do it by nature. They want to figure everything out. And then, of course, we have a few anal women, you know. I'm like, okay, whatever happens, happens. I'm here today, you know. I'm lucky like that. I, I really am. But, but, you know, putting praise to God is what we need. Um, I found, um, I, I was looking up some stuff online, and I found this unknown author. And this is what he said. Worship is the creature meaning us, acknowledging what the creator has done. Worship is the creature acknowledging what the creator has done. I couldn't even take ownership of that. I haven't got that much wisdom right there. So I'm giving credit to the unknown author. But anyway, um, so what I believe what the author of this passage is, or what this quote is saying, is that he's, the, he's trying to convey that worship is not only holy, but it gives us a place of surrendering. Surrendering is, you know, I, I, I can just feel like when I really know when I've given something to God. Y'all know what I mean? Yeah, like we wrestle with it every day. You know, sometimes we, we hear pastors or whomever exhorting. I'm an exhorter by nature. I try to not do it too much. I'd get through a little bit of my lesson this morning. But the bottom of the line is, you know, God is looking for us to acknowledge what he's done, and to and that brings the favor of God on us, amen, and so we really need to do that, amen, so he's saying here, total surrender, that song, um, I don't know where our, our music, I, I surrender all, I surrender all, you know, I just love that song, I, I love to hear that, that, that we're doing the old songs back in the house, because Quinn, you know this, how many times I say, do an old song, do an old song, <laughs> I love it, I surrender all, you know, and that, when we surrender to God, I'll tell you something, there's such a lifting of our spirit, we try to take ownership of our circumstances, I've been there, and, I'll, and you know what? We'll continue to be there. I will continue to take ownership for a moment. Then we've got to come to a, a spiritual conclusion. Can I change one thing? God said, be anxious for nothing. And I question that, really, God? Like, for nothing? You know, you have no, do you understand where I'm at, what I'm going through? But he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, you know, in prayer and requests be made known to me. So it's a place that we rest in. And we get the assurity, that's what I want in my life with my father. See, I want a father that's like a father. I don't want him, the big guy in the sky. You hear people say that. Or the good Lord. No, my relationship with God is one-on-one. -on -one. And when I, have just, when I have murmuring and complaining, I say, you know what, God? Here's the deal. I know you know it already, but the situation, this is it. This is what I'm facing, and I need to hear from you. I want, when we place ourselves in a position and our circumstances to actually hearing from God, he talks in that still, small voice, family. But we want the boom. We want the lightning. We want the thunder. But that's not how he comes. He comes in that still, small voice. And if we're filled with anxiousness, anxiety, fear, insecurity, and wondering what, 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 what. And listen, family, we're in an hour. We all can question stuff. Amen? But I'll tell you what, when it comes to God Almighty, though a thousand fall to the right and ten thousand fall to the left, nothing will come nigh me. Nothing's going to hurt me. Nothing's going to be taken away from me. And why do you suppose God does that? It's in our worship and praise that we allow him to let the lattices be so open 
that he comes down with a refreshing anointing to know this. I don't want people to go through things. I don't want my neighbors to. But you know what? My accountability is not to anybody else but me. My walk with God is the accountability that God is looking for. And when I adhere to what God has for Gloria Pruitt, then great things begins to happen for me. And I surrender that in my worship. I surrender that in my praise. And when I can do that, and sometimes we have to fight through, don't we? Come on. You know, I don't have holes in my hands. I've probably said that a thousand times since, since I went into ministry or since I got saved in 1974. There's no holes here, only in Jesus' hands. But you know what? I can represent the one that my, my heavenly father. I can represent what he did on the cross. I am never going to curse my Jesus afresh. And what, how we curse Jesus afresh is when we don't apply the, the miracle working signs and wonders that God offered through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, when Jesus says, by my stripes, you're healed. When Jesus says, you know, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. When Jesus says, you know, I'm going br to bring all these blessings and favors over your life. Who are we to argue with God? And another thing, family, why would we want to? Why would we want to say, okay, God, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. Well, wonder why, right? Think about that. We're no different than the Israelites. God is for us and not against us. But there's also an application that we have to walk in and walk for. It's not working for our salvation. But there are works that we must do in order to open the areas vast and shift things in our world and shift things in our life to take place. And believe me, I've been shifted. So I, I've been sifted and shifted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not kidding you. I mean, so I'm right with you on this. Amen? Amen. But anyway, uh, the Bible says in Psalms 22.3 that he what? These are not new scriptures. He inhabits the praises of his children. You know, there's nothing like in the natural realm if you have nieces, nephews, or children when they just love on you. I just love you, Grammy. I love you, Mom. I love you. There's something so, and not only that, there's just like such a, an overwhelming on, awesomeness that takes place when that happens in my life. Even when my daughter texts me, I love you, Mom, I miss you, Mom, and she's got a little tear face. I just, oh, this overwhelmingness happens. You know what I'm saying? So it, there's something that is so applicable when we worship, and it, that go, comes up and comes down. Worship don't just go up. It also comes down. Amen? Um, let me see. Uh, um, what am I going to start? Okay, here I am. Uh, you know, when we begin to declare the word of God in praise and worship, declaring is, Lord God, you're, you're wonderful. I love you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. There's no other God before me. You know, I put complete surrender in my life to you. God begins to open up all of those areas. I want to read a, a scripture to you. It's found in 1 Samuel 17, 47, and it talks about the walls of Jericho falling down. You all remember that story, or most of you. I don't want, it's not my teaching today, but the, it, what happened is I want to talk about the day that they were called into battle, and God says, I want you to march around seven times. Do you remember that story around the walls of Jericho? And I want you just to visualize for just a moment. Just take a moment to think of where you're at, where you're going, or you want to go. Um, I want you to think about 
that the Old Testament, which is my favorite, by the way, I love teaching Old Testament stuff, that the Old Testament, it says that what they did is a, um, like, I, I'm, this is my own IE, it's a, um, it shows me where they are and where I can be. In other words, it's an example. I, I forget what the scripture is right now. But when I see what they went through, I always try to put it into my own life. Because real, you know, is the rubber where the, your, the road meets, seriously. And so I think about Jericho, and I think about how supernatural it is. And the God that we serve is not just God of abundance and giving to us and answering our prayers sometimes and wondering why it will he or will he not. But a supernatural God wants us to respond in a supernatural way. Like if our father says it, bam, we're on it. Amen. And so here we got a group of people of men that are going to be marching around Jericho. And the Bible says they're going to be marching around for seven days. Now, it's interesting here, and this is where I want us to see the same. Though it says on the seventh day, we know this. I'll just throw it out there before I get to my story, that the ram was blown. Okay, now watch this. Uh, the horn was blown. Okay, however, there was a, it proceeded by a six-day march. Now, I equate that where we're at today. There's a lot of things that's going on in the economy uh, where, you're, where you're at today in um, your little pea patch, whatever you're doing in your life, you know what's going on, and myriads of different things to different people. But what happens is we've got to shift with God like they did on the six-day march. What does that take? Faith. Say faith. faith. Say it louder. Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things what? Say it louder. So I'm, all of us today, there's not one person, if I said, how many have a great life and there's not one thing that you're believing God for? There's not one little fray in your life of discouragement or whatever you're facing today. Every one of us, well, we'd be raised, we would not be raising our hand. Anybody out there that's there, that way? You can just raise your hand and say, I've just got this victorious life every second. No, take, no takers. Okay, so I can't raise my hand either. So what's wonderful, it's like we're all in this together. You know, one's not greater than another. The only thing that's greater is where we stand in our faith. Where we stand in our faith. Because without faith, family, it's impossible to please God. And I've said this so many times before. Faith, why would it be in faith? Is God just a bad guy? He's like, trying to prove something, you know, it's in, you're not doing this and it's impossible, now I'm not pleased. Not, not in your life. God's not pleased when we are not walking in faith because of what? Because he wants you to pull on the atonement. He wants us to pull on his promises. He wants us to pull on the anointing. He wants us to call those things which be not as though they were. Because Jesus is not, is not, coming back and doing this thing again. Jesus did it once. He said, it is what? Finished. 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 That's my pretend of French. <laughs> finished. Sounds nice anyway. Jesus is not coming back and dying all over for me or you. But he has laid out a treasure of precious covenant promises. And those promises are right there, right in your possession. 
They're right there. And we don't need to open up the word of God. If you need healing today, you don't need to open 10,000 scriptures and read Genesis to Revelation. All you have to do is pick out a scripture. By his stripes I've been healed. Isaiah, think about this. Isaiah says that I was wounded, just as Jesus talking, of course. Isaiah said, I was wounded for your transgressions. I was bruised for your iniquities. And the chastisement of your peace is upon me. And by my stripes, by my stripes, by my stripes, I've been healed. Now, when we, we think of that always, right, the physical realm. Physical is great. I mean, honestly, God, we all need, I bet you all of us could shout out something physical that we need today, including myself. But I will tell you this. Isaiah declared Jesus' voice in the Old Testament. And you know what I do with that? I go like this. Gloria, Jesus, I was wounded for your transgression. Gloria, I was bruised for your inequity. Gloria, the chastisement of your peace is already upon me. And Gloria, listen to me, daughter, by my stripes you've been healed. See, when we begin to declare and we begin to speak the word, the atmosphere changes. And it changes firstly with me, and I know it will, you too, in my mind. That's where the battleground is. And the enemy's not far off. He's always whispering too, but what if? What if? Do you really believe? Remember what he said in the garden to Eve? Do you really believe? So we've got to get to a place in our walk with God, listen to me, where it's personalized, where we're actually in the word, even if it's 15 minutes a day. We need to single out, you know, begin to pray for many areas of our own life and others in our nation and so on and so forth. There's such a division in the house of God today over people. Uh, you know, we all have our preferences, amen. But I have to be even myself, be very careful. I'm not going to put my life on the line for man. I'm not going to fight with my brothers and my sisters. I'm not going to take umbrage uh, with the church because you don't have my political political view. Are you kidding? My God, how long will we put on our pampers? Come on, church. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But yet we're putting all of our, our eggs in the same basket for what the world can do for us. We take our stand our trust belongs to God. Our worship, you know, when we put too much dependence on, on political stuff, let me tell you something, God's not happy with that. Because what we're saying in essence, and I stand corrected too, okay? I'm putting this off on me too. I have to be careful just like you. But when I put all my eggs in one basket, well, this can happen, this can happen, this can't happen, and blah, blah, blah. I'm, doing, I'm limiting God, Jehovah God of Israel. My Jehovah God already redeemed us. My Jehovah God has already set us free. Jehovah God is who we learned to lean on, trust on. That's probably been one of my best scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not. Lean not. You know, that's kind of interesting. Leaning is not a good thing. Try walking that way once. You know, if we're, I know I'm, gee, I got dizzy. I got dizzy, dizzy Quinn. Um, but when we lean, he said, lean not to your own understanding. But in all of your ways, all of your ways, do what? 
loud. One more time. Acknowledge him. And he will do what? Direct our path. Come on, somebody. Worship allows God to keep that path illuminated. And sometimes I feel like I... <laughs> I swear to God, my life has been so merry-go-round the last three years. I just keep walking around, trusting God, walking around, trusting God. I know what it's like to walk around and not see the benefits of the, the, the miraculous in areas that I need or want. I, I'm saying the right words, but the difference is not just, I want you to hear this with the spirit here. Confessing God's word, we're not robots, Okay. Confessing God's word, we got to get to a place of asking the Holy Spirit, give me a rhema. Ray, most of us know rhema is like, bam, whoa, I never seen that before. I mean, I seen it, and I knew it with the head knowledge, but revelation says, pow, it's done. Done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to be frustrated anymore. It's a done deal because why? God's word says it. God's word declares it. Amen. Amen. So we got to begin to declare it. So then we see here <clears throat> on the seventh day we know, and this I talked about faith, and it ends in definitely wonderful results. But I found something that was kind of interesting. I think you guys will like it too. It blessed me. The Bible goes on to say that the walls came down. The Bible didn't say that they fell to the right. The Bible didn't say it fell to the left. It didn't go forward. It didn't go north, south, east, or west. But the Bible says that the walls of Jericho, whoo, when they gave that shout, amen, when they, gave the, when they gave the shout, the Bible says that the walls fell flat. What is this, you guys? I'm not walking through debris. I'm walking on a flat surface. That really is good news because debris would be bad. But you know what? God did this for such a time as this. And it was interesting because I was looking up just different things on the wall and just checking it out. And <clears throat> I found that this guy, this Italian guy, I have to look at this. Barb told me the word uh, this morning, an ar uh, archaeology guy. Y'all an archaeologist? Okay. In 1979, I put a question mark because I wasn't quite for sure. And what, what that was, an Italian archaeologist found where the ruins were in a site that took, took place. The very spot, woo, where Jericho Wall come tumbling down flat. And guess what? They found it. And when they excavated it, guess what? There was no debris. They, there was nothing that was chopping it down. There was no weapon tree that was formed to kick in that wall. But the Bible says that when they gave their shout, the wall came tumbling down. And when I think about that passage, it makes me so happy, guys. It makes me so free that whatever I'm believing God, no matter what circumstances I am, because remember, they marched around that, that Jericho six days prior, six whole days. And then... They, they were still being still. That's faith. Like every day, their leader saying, wait, wait, Jehoshaphat saying, wait. Or was that Joshua? Well, anyway, uh, wait. I got my men mixed up. Um, and they did. They kept marching. And I don't think that place was little, amen. I never did the circumference of it or anything like that. But on the seventh day, the leader said, it's time. Where are you at Oh, that's a preposition, whatever. But where are, you, where are you going with that? 
Why are we marching in place instead of putting our shout on? Praise is praise, and shouting is like the victory. The ram's horn is blown. I watched this. Um, uh, uh, he's a, uh, a Jewish priest it's every now and then when I'm getting ready. And, man, the presence of God comes in through them. And they're talking about the ram, and they're talking about things that actually only they would know beyond. They would dig out more of the scriptures, you know what I mean? Uh, to find out what our benefits are and so on and so forth. And when I think about that day that that horn blew and the wall came straight away down, that just came flattened down, that's the day that we need to long for. And these are the things that we need to see before they happen. We need to see it. We need to quiet our negative and our fears and our murmurings and our complaining. I'm so speaking to myself. You know, a year ago, I got a, a report, a very negative report. And I have to tell you, I understand what it's like to get a negative report. And it just, honestly, I was frozen in fear. I teach this stuff. I have a revelation of this stuff. I understand it. But a fear gripped me so hard, I felt paralyzed. And, and that, that's a terrible place to be. And I just... I just couldn't, I felt like I couldn't even move. It was a peril, per, my brain felt paralyzed. Everything about me felt paralyzed. And it took me a minute to get through that. But when I did, when I did, it was a process. It didn't happen the next day. It didn't happen, whatever, because I was pondering on situations. You, you, sometimes we just ponder on negative, don't we? Fear grips our heart. Anxiety fit, uh, grips our heart. And, and, um, and I still don't have a clear report what I'm believing God for. However, you know what? I have to put my trust in the Lord, trust in him, and not, and not be walking by, by what I see, but walking by faith and trusting my Holy Spirit. I said, God, honestly, God, God has brought me through so many physical things in my life and natural things in my life. So I, I just have to keep focusing on what happened then and what God brought me through, and how his miracle was there. And then that, the more that I praise my Jesus for what he did, you know, we'll never know, family. Listen to me. We're never going to know, watch this, what God has saved us from. We know hell. We know that he saved us through, you know, to that kind of, well, that's the best, you know, our salvation, of course. But we have no idea. When we wake up in the morning, we're, we're tempted to complain about the workplace. We're this is just so trivial to me when I think about Paul and, and Silas and all the garbage they went through, the shipwrecks and the beatings and the starving and the prison. But what happened, family? The books were written. Letters were written. It's during these tough times that God comes out and shines, not just for, for, uh, for ourselves, but we want to make God shine for others. Amen? And so that's what we have to do. We have to take the principle of God's word and work it. That's why sometimes I think we look at each other, oh, well, look, at they just have such a happy life. I tell you, years ago, uh, I was in a big church, probably 1,500. Well, that was big back in the 70s. And uh, somebody said, look at those people in the choir. They don't have, they was telling me, they don't have a fault. They don't have a problem. They, they're, you know, they're not whatever. And I'm just going through all this, that, and the other. And I go, wait a minute. I'm not going to say who, but let me just share something with you. Here's the deal. There's a family up there going through divorce right now. 
There's somebody that's believing God for a miracle healing. Without it, they're going to go home to be with Jesus. Here's somebody that's uh, facing um, all kinds of financial pressures. Here's somebody that's, you know, there was, so, I could have probably point, I knew these people because we were in leadership. And we're all going through something. But when we lift up our hands and we give God the glory, glory, and we can say, here it is, Jesus, take this weight from me. In 1970-something, maybe it was early 80, real quick, I, I think I shared this story. I'm not going to go into it. A uh, situation happened um, with my son in school. He got kicked out. But anyway, it was that Jeff. Oh, Lord. He was the hardest. She was the easiest. He was the hardest. But we all have one of them. Amen? I love them the same, but you got, you know what I'm saying. And um, I went in so defeated into our, it was called the charismatic class. And they were worshiping God. I, I mean, I would run. I would, you know, I, I, high heels, I can't do that today. But, I mean, I, I'm a worshiper. I love to worship God. But anyway, I was in there, and I was just like, my hands, like the Bible says, was hanging low, family. It was so hanging low. And I can remember, I heard the Holy Spirit said to me, I swear, in a still small voice, not that I heard him a lot, but I felt in my heart, he said, um, worship me because, just because I'm worthy. And I did, and I, I got some tears in my eyes, and I put my hands up. Now, you have to understand, my heels were like, <laughs> and there was metal chairs behind us. And I put my hands, I worship you, Jesus. Oh, I don't feel it, but I worship you, Jesus. Circumstances is the same, but I'm worshiping. The power of God hit me so fast. I jumped, I screamed, I started twirling. I don't know how I even made I fell back two rows of metal chairs. People had to get out of my way. And pandemonium broke out. Worship, because when the, we worship God in the fiery trials, in our circumstances, the power of God hits us. Now, maybe it's not going to hit you the way it hit me. It's never hit me that way ever again. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I would like it to, I think. Uh, but... <laughs> Oh, I have to tell you, one time when I was in Florida, when God sent us to Florida, we was at a little church in Cape Coral, and the bishop or the prophet said, oh, you know, come on up here. And he was like from, like from me to here, and he went like this. And when he did, I swear to God, the power hit me so hard, it felt like somebody took a big giant something and kicked me under both these legs. I flew up in the air, landed on my back, and I screamed this scream. And bishop says, honey, was you did you get deliverance from a demon? <laughs> I said, I got delivered from something. <laughs> what time is it? I know probably it's time. Okay. But, uh, you know, I got delivered from something. But that, that was only two times I've ever. I've done in my time a few courtesy falls. You know all I'm saying. Because you just felt obligated, maybe. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like this, making sure somebody's there to catch me. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, but it's true. <laughs> Just want them to feel special or something. I don't know. Oh, but anyway, uh, I don't even know I lost my spot. But anyway, oh, I know what I'm <laughs> The Ark of the Covenant, we know that the Ark of the Covenant was trying to get into Jericho, right? And so they had to put on their deliberate praise. So, uh, again, with the, the deliberate, I think I went on that a little too long. Let's go here. But, <laughs> but let me see here. 
well, here it is. Okay, deliberate actually means, and this is so true, it's just faith, what I'm about to say. Um, deliberate means on purpose with no feeling. In other words, you're not attaching what you think. It's de being deliberate to anything in your life, if that, well, there's a challenge or whatever, is that we're taking a step of faith. It's like a leap of faith. So it's not what we're physically seeing. I hope I'm encouraging you today. I hope I'm challenging all of us. I, I feel when I bring a word, I'm challenging myself also. It's, it's just like the word is so refreshing and it's uplifting. It's not because I'm bringing it. It's just there's power in the anointing of God's written word. It sets us free. It gives us hope. Amen? It's like, man, I'm going to make it. <clears throat> I'm going to make it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to make it. <coughs> I'm going to, Yeah. We're going to make it. I promise you, family, everyone in this house today, every one of you guys today are destined for greatness. But you've got, you got to believe it. You, you'll say, well, I don't really deserve it. Well, neither do I. But it doesn't mean that I'm not. My father loves me, and he's hugging me, and he's embracing me. Even when I fall down, the Bible says that we get up seven times. I mean, God is always wanting to get something great to us. Amen? Second Chronicles 2016, where it's the story about Jehoshaphat. And he says this. I love this. Oh, Lord, the God of our father, power and might are in your hand. Let me just stop there right now. Whose hand was that? Okay, let me say it again. You guys are just too excited. Okay, I'll read that again. <laughs> it says, Oh, Lord, the God of our Father, power and might are in your hand. Whose hand? No, who said yours? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's God's. <laughs> He's talking to God on this one. We got power and might too, though. <laughs> oh, Lord, God, in your hand. Now, now hear this. We, you know, he goes on, Jehoshaphat goes on. Now, see yourself here, right? Because I'm seeing myself. All right. Here he goes on. He's, he's declaring power and might are in your hand. Then he goes on to say, we are powerless. We are powerless. We stand today powerless before the Spirit of God. He said, we, he said, we are pow powerless, okay, before the great multitude. Now, you know there was a vast army coming, and they was going to do big destruction. He said, nor do we know, and he goes, nor do we know what to do with our eyes, but they are on you. See, no matter when the armies are coming, no matter what uh, your job says, no matter what your health says, no matter what your marriage says, no matter what your finances say, no matter how your emotion state is in today, no matter physically what you're facing today, he said this, these are armies, Satan. It's coming against the earth today greater than it's ever came before. It's like a collision. And I'm going to tell you something. He wants to defeat the church. He wants to defeat us. That's why we've got to be the mouthpiece for God. And the greatest thing that can come out of us is us declaring who he is and what he's done. But he goes like this. God, power and might's in your hand. However, our eyes are upon you. Right then and there, when we say to God, I surrender through worship. I surrender through my conversation. I surrender all that, all my fears, all my anxieties, all my cares upon you. I, this was Old Testament stuff, too, before, the, before the, uh, Jesus died for our real covenant. That was Mosaic law covenant. But even then, it was great. And he says, uh, you know, I, 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 but I'm powerless. It had to take king, listen, king Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, 
all power. Amen. Who's the greatest voice in Judah? It's King Jehoshaphat. He's the king. He decrees a thing. He changes. He sets up. He takes down. But that day, that day, he said, God, the vast armies are coming against us, and I surrender to you. My eye is upon you. I'm going to close right there. I have like 25 more pages. That's me, though. I, I, I love to study. But if, if, uh, if you all could stand to your feet today. Thank you, Father. Did you enjoy the word? Is God great? Tell Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Come on, I want to hear it. Father, before I close out today, I want to, first I just want to decree something over this house. I just, as I spiritually just wave my arm by faith, I pray over every beautiful person in this house. I pray that you will touch them in this house in a special, significant way. And everything that Satan is trying to bind them up with, everything that he's trying to discourage them with, everything that he's planting seeds of lies to get their attention off of you instead of worshiping you, our King. As we face the battles together, we decree who you are, Lord Jesus Christ. We worship you, Father. We magnify your name. There is no greater one, Father God, in heaven and earth. We just praise your mighty name today. And we receive this word today in our spirit, man. We receive that we're going to walk out of here not just challenged, but we're receiving it to our spirit, man. We're receiving it. We're going to put our hand to what's being said and our mouthpiece to it. And we're going to receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Peace now. Peace. Quinny, will you come forward? I'm going to lay hands on you this morning. And I, I want you guys to all stretch your hands. You know, this is such a beautiful woman of God. Amen. She just brings the presence of God everywhere she goes. She's faithful. She's loving and kind and gracious. I love her from the depths of my soul. But this morning she needs us to decree some things over her. And we're going to believe God Almighty. In the name of Jesus, from the top of her head to the tip of her toes. First of all, peace that passes all understanding. You said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You said lay hands and that anointing. Your anointing flows through us, Father, like a sweet honeycomb. We plead the blood of Jesus over her. We acknowledge by your stripes you've been healed. I command this body in the name of Jesus. Stop! We bind up every root that's not glorifying to God Almighty. May the peace of God flow through her veins. May the peace of God flow through her mind. Every integral part of her organs, every integral part of her brain, every integral part, we decree a thing. You decreed the ocean, my Father, to go so far and come back. And you gave us that same power and anointing. And today, Lord God, this we lift up your daughter, Quinn. Urasata, that has a heart after you. 
And we speak that peace over her right now in the name of Jesus. Say with me this morning, Father, Quinn is healed by your stripes. Say it, Quinn. I'm healed by your stripes. And we praise you in the name of Jesus as she goes forth with a great testimony to come of a complete manifestation. And Father, I pray over every person in here before I close out, and I will, I promise, I'm sorry if I'm keeping you, a healing, just a sweet, put your hands up if you need healing, a healing over this house. Oh, We bind the strong man in the name of Jesus. We take authority over everything in the name of Jesus. Put your hand where you might be hurting if you can. And we decree it in Jesus' name. Loose God's people. Satan, you are the author of sickness. But in the name of Jesus, we break it. We praise you right now. We praise you when you're standing proxy for a loved one. We praise you, Jesus, from the north, the south, east, and the west. In the mighty name of Jesus. But I would be amiss if I didn't share something with you about giving your heart to Jesus. And some of you are in here. Can I just be plain? Let me speak like a mom, okay? There's areas in your life you need to lay down and get right with God. You know, there's so much of a grace message going around today that we just feel we can live the life we want because it's covered by grace. But I beg to differ with you. My husband is a just a scholar at researching scriptures. And I don't care if they come with tens and tens of thousands of people saying that everything is... Uh, listen, let me just make something clear. God healed us from the past. He heals us from the future. I mean, from now. And he he wait, don't get excited. He heals us from the future. But also, in 3 John says, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father that you come to him and you cleanse yourself. Repentance must happen. We cannot live for God and come to church and live like we did in the world. I, I'm not being mean. I'm being realistic. As a pastor, I don't want blood on my hands. I have to tell you, and I know my daughter preaches the same message. But uh, so, but today we're going to concentrate on salvation. Um, 1974, I gave my life to Jesus. I totally did, and God changed my life. And you know what? You might, you might be here today needing Jesus, and you might say, well, I'm a Catholic, or I'm a Lutheran, I'm Presbyterian. This is about <clears throat> relationship, not a religion title, okay? <clears throat> and I want you, <clears throat> it's just a tickle, it's nothing else. <laughs> uh, I want, <laughs> we get worried today. Uh, I want you to please bow your head and say a prayer with me. And if you lay hands on yourself, Lay hands. Everybody lay hands on yourself and we'll pray this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, today I come humbly before you. I ask in Jesus' name that you come in my heart. Make me born again. Change my life. Give me wisdom. Let me be a worshiper. Forgive me, Lord. I love you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I receive your salvation. Amen. And the good news is, family, we don't have to work our way up. We have Jesus Christ. If you really meant that, the Bible says today that you are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I love you guys. God bless. Let's give Jesus one more. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Woo.
Okay, God bless you.